There's an old adage we've all heard at one point or another. If every one of your friends jumped off a cliff, would you jump as well? Peer pressure can be a powerful force and addiction doubly so. Of the dozens of victims of magic addiction that I've talked to, one phrase has been constant among them. I never thought it would happen to me. In this episode, we'll take a look at a frightening new fad amongst teens and the destructive path that it's carving. I'm Brian David Judkins, and this is Living in Fantasy. On the 14th of winter Faileth, Jill Balfour climbed the hill behind her cottage to fetch a pail of water. Imagine the horror as she was suddenly attacked by a giant badger. Now, imagine the heartbreak when she learned it wasn't actually a badger, but in fact her son Eustace who was strung out on wild-shaped magic. Magic experimentation has become a crisis in the youth population and the emergence of enchantments has made it all the more dangerous. Unlike most spells, which require years of apprenticeship and like a ton of reading, enchantments are a static effect. Once applied, the user can carry on with their day. No need for constant manipulation or concentration. You simply set it and forget it. The important thing to remember is that enchantments were never designed to be applied to the body. Sure, you could enchant a pair of boots to make yourself run faster, or perhaps enchant your shirt to make yourself tougher. But when enchantments are placed directly onto the mortal body, they can have devastating effects. The current fad with teens today is Wild Shape, a spell that allows the caster to transform into any animal they desire. The spell was originally crafted by druids of the forest where bipedal forms hold less of an advantage over other fauna. The applications were obvious. Transform into a bird to travel long distances. Transform into a mouse to escape danger. What they weren't designed for was to allow a 14-year-old boy to ravage the countryside dressed as a bear. The first question that comes to mind is, where is the education? Don't these kids know about the dangers of magic abuse? According to the regional lords, education is largely a waste of time, citing the amount of money wasted after the immolation epidemic of four years ago. The PSA program, hey, don't burn yourself, dummy, was largely considered a failure. According to the Crown, it doesn't matter how much gold is spent, the message just isn't getting through. The reality is that no amount of education could ever overcome the voice of peer pressure. If everyone jumps off a cliff and transforms into a bird, then what's the danger? As many of these teens find out, however, there comes a point where addiction turns the enchantment into a mind control spell on themselves. Many teens confess that the initial attraction to Wild Shape is the freedom of movement. Running through the forest as a four-legged animal creates an often unobtainable high known as chasing the unicorn. However, what new users are seemingly never prepared for 
is the aftermath thumbing down when they realize to their horror how badly they miss their opposable thumbs. Chasing the unicorn becomes more and more difficult, and users turn to more dangerous activities to feel the thrill of a wild animal. Some have confessed to prey games, a risky hazing ritual where new users are tricked into morphing into small herbivores, only to be set upon by a pack of wild dogs. One report details an incident in where the town guard was set upon by a swarm of spiders, later revealed to be a flash mob of hopped-up teens. But not everyone uses to chase the unicorn. One young woman who wished to remain anonymous says she initially started to escape the pressures of daily life. She prefers to shape as a squirrel, using the tree behind her cottage as a quiet retreat. To her, magic was never something she thought she abused, and addiction was meant to be managed. She never expected her animal tendencies to bleed into her dwarven life. She's developed an uncontrollable need to hoard away items in her tree, and she's had to resort to theft to satisfy her addiction. She says, It's not about the stealing, but the need to store things away for the coming winter, an urge that has taken over her life. She's been arrested twice for theft and lost her blacksmithing apprenticeship when tools began disappearing. I'm always the squirrel, she says. It's this dwarven body that feels like a trip. For some, the dangers of magic abuse are far greater. Eustace Balfour failed to realize that giant badgers can eat much more food than an adolescent dwarf. He suffered a ruptured stomach when he reverted back and would have died quickly without the aid of a passing cleric adventurer. Others have not been so lucky. Brady McClure took a hunter's musket ball to the leg while shaping as a deer. Thankfully, the injury was not life-threatening, however, the only medicine available to her at the time was amputation. Tragically, the incident cost Brady more than her leg. It also cost her her track scholarship. See, Brady was a talented dwarf sprinter who was expected to make a run at the Iron Mountain Games in a few years. It's hard to imagine she won't fall back on wild shape to cope with her newfound immobility. In some cases, wild shape has simply given form to the animal already within. Finley Hoy was a young dwarf most would call troubled. He was a known bully, uneducated, and several town guard reports listed him as, quote, a pimple on the ass of progress. Finley was a known user who would regularly transform into dangerous animals, a pattern that would eventually kill him. To Shepard Dougal McDougan, it was like any other late-night watch. Reports of predators were at an all-time high, and McDougan had already lost two sheep that week. So when he found a wolf tearing into one of his ewes, the natural reaction was to blast it with a blunderbuss. Finley Hoy was blown apart. 
The magic abuse epidemic has crafted a strange double-edged sword. McDougan admits the experience has traumatized him, that he no longer feels capable of defending his flock for fear he might accidentally kill another teen wolf. He says he's cashing out of the shepherd's market and is going to try his hand at one of those new snake oil pyramid companies growing in popularity. Strangely, a weird animal appreciation has grown out of the epidemic. People are less likely to smash the spider on their windowsill if there's a chance it might be your neighbor. Hunters have become more cautious about their prey for fear of another Brady McClure incident. This appreciation has grown in other strange ways. One of the main restrictions of Wild Shape is that one can only transform into creatures they've already seen. This has spawned an almost frantic search for new specimens as users try to find more and more exotic shapes. When Carl Harazimzimba brought his traveling circus to the Iron Mountain Citadel, he was surprised at the overwhelming youth turnout. What he thought was a genuine fascination in his monster's exhibit was in fact a mad scramble to learn their dangerous forms. The harpy habitat was closed almost immediately, and Harazim Zimba was forced to leave town in disgrace after a young dwarf girl tried to shape into his unicorn, exposing it as just a horse with a horn glued to his head. Some feel the problem is unsolvable, that forming restrictions will only inspire users to shape into something small to avoid them. Teens will do what they want regardless of the danger. And so a petition has been submitted to the local lord on behalf of the Wild Shape with Protection Initiative, a proposed schedule of safe times and places where youths might experiment with magic safely. The official response from the monarchy is that the removal of consequences will only make enchantment use more attractive. Like many dangers in the fantasy realm, the first step for prevention is always education. More effort needs to be made informing these young teens about the dangers of magic addiction. If you or someone you know is suffering from magic addiction, we encourage you to send a raven immediately to your local sanitarium. Just make sure that raven isn't one of your kids. I'm Brian David Judkins, and this has been Living in Fantasy. This episode of Living in Fantasy was scored off of a young teen pusher by Play Plus One. Written and edited by Brian David Judkins. Additional music by Darren Curtis. <laughs>